Everybody say, same but different. Same but different. Same but different. You don't have to say it again. I'm saying it again. I'm just marking my watch so I don't go on too much and take all the shakers' time. Same but different. Same but different. Same person, but God's doing a new thing in you. This is what happens when Christ comes into your world and when you begin to follow Him, you're the same person. But Christ begins to do something different in you. Things around you change. This is important to know because I've come a lot of, uh, across a lot of people who think that to follow Christ means that you become a different person, that you may become even a different culture somehow. It's not the truth. May I remind you the thing about Christianity is this, is that it was actually a, it's actually an Eastern religion. I don't know if you know this. It was started in Palestine and then it went to the West. Somehow it caught on in the West. I don't know how. And it's somehow come back here again. That's what's happened. A lot of people say, oh, this Christianity, this Jesus, he's from the West. No, he wasn't. He was a brown-skinned, brown-eyed guy. He was not a white-skinned, blue-eyed guy. It's incorrect. The, the history tells us that the region he came from, there was more chance that he actually looked a lot more like Danny DeVito than the pictures that we see. He was from the East. So Christianity and following Jesus isn't about changing your culture or changing who you are as a person. But let me say this, that everything changes as a result of following Him. In fact, what happens is Jesus actually enhances our culture. He enhances it. He actually makes it better. You know why? Because He makes you a better you. Because I don't know if you agree with this, that sin and evil mess things up. In any culture, I'm Australian, I'm from Australia, I have an Australian culture, Australian background. I like my Australian culture, barbecues, fun, in the sun, swimming in the beach, whatever we do. Koalas. Koalas are great, kangaroos. Good on you, mate. But even within my society that I'm from, there's some downfalls in my culture. There's some downfalls in every culture. But see, when Jesus comes in, He comes and removes evil. He comes and removes sin. Therefore, enhancing culture, making it a better culture, and making you a better you through the removal of selfishness and sin. Romans 6 verse 4, and this is for those of you who last week we taught out of this scripture. We, we did a... Uh, some, uh, we baptized some people last week, which was really fun. All baptism is, is just a full immersion into the teachings of Christ. That's it. There's nothing weird about it. I mean, it is pretty weird that you get dunked underwater. I had to hold a few people down. The naughty ones. The naughty ones. And then we had, like, after that, I think we had the world's longest prayer meeting. We, we had this prayer meeting last week. Yeah, you can clap. It, it went on for like 10 hours or something. It was amazing. It was, I've never, in my life, I've never been in a part of something so crazy. I just was like, what is going on here? People are crying and boogie was coming out of their nose and getting healed and getting delivered and getting the peace of God on their world. It was amazing up in the upper room at the Kriplani's household. It was so good. 
But this scripture was the scripture that we use. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. life. What God is doing is about new things. What Jesus does is he brings about new things. Psalm 40 verse 3 says this, He put a new song in my mouth. He put a... Okay, uh, you were meant to say new. I'm just going to coach you. He put a new You're getting it. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. Same, same, same you, but something new is going on in your world. When Jesus comes on in, He gives you a new set of eyes almost, like you see the world differently. Stuff that you used to struggle with, things that used to hold you back, things that used to hold you down, are all of a sudden cut off from your world and you're able to move in to, into places and do things that you never thought you could do before because all things are new. You're still you. It's the same. You're still the same person, still the same culture, still the same background, still the same family, still the same everything. But there's something new going on. Same but different. Same but different. What I want to go through this morning and over the next few weeks is, is ways that we can get with the new thing that God is doing. What I'm going to talk about this morning specifically is three ways to flow uh, with the new things that God is doing in your world. And I'm going to read from Isaiah 43 verse 16 to 19 and I'm going to teach you some things about God's Spirit and the way He flows. Is that okay this morning? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. Isaiah 43. Let's read this. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses of the army and the reinforcements together and lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. If you don't know what that's talking about, I'm just going to quickly explain that little path, uh, that little passage there for you. He's talking about what God did for the Israelites originally when they were drawn out of Egypt. As slave, they were slaves in Egypt. This is the Old Testament teachings, Old Testament stories. They were slaves in Egypt. And God's chosen people, the Israelites, God called them out of Israel. And uh, the, the Egyptians chased them. And they came up to a river. And uh, they said, My goodness, the Egyptians are behind us. In front of us is a river. What should we do? Moses, their leader, prayed. He said, God, what should I do? God said, Put your, put your staff down touched the water and the river opened up and they crossed over on dry land. The same pathway that they took that God opened up for them was the same pathway that God closed on their enemies. It's interesting, sometimes your miracle, be that your, your miracle, the thing that God takes you into, will be the thing that destroys the enemy behind you. Isn't that cool? That's what happened for the, for the Israelites against the Egyptians. I just thought I would share that with you. Then it says in verse 18, forget the former things. Forget the former things. Everybody say forget. 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 forget about it. Forget about it. I'm sure that's a line from a movie. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. It is, right? What movie is it? Forget about it. Mickey Blue Eyes. Okay, whatever. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. 
The first thing about flowing with God, with what He's doing, with, what, with the new thing that He is doing, you've got to train your forgettery. We've all got a memory, but I don't know about if you know about your forgettery. Now, I tend to use my forgettery for the wrong things. I tend to use my forgettery for the wrong things. Like Facebook knows that I have a forgettery. Instagram knows that I have a forgettery. That I sit there and forget how much time I'm wasting by looking at other people's lives. <laughs> forgettery. My wife Rachel asks me to do things around the house and I say yes. And then I, f I put them in my forgettery. <laughs> That's the wrong use for my forgettery. Six months on, she says, you still haven't done whatever I asked you to do. And I say, oh, yes, I will do that. And then I put it back in the forgettery. <laughs> Our spouses, sometimes, you know, <laughs> when they disappoint us. <laughs> you wait till you're married, Kiara. You just wait, wait. <laughs> I'll be there. Our spouses, sometimes when they upset us, we, we put the, all the good things and the nice things they've said into the forgettery instead of where it should be out front, don't we? Our forgettery. We've all got a forgettery. What's another forgettery? I think that's it. But what God gave us a forgettery for was to remind us that the past has no bearing on our future. The past has no bearing on what God has for us in our future. There's all sorts of things that will come up for you as you begin to walk with Christ and as you begin to walk towards the calling that He has for you. Things will come up because God will call you into great things and good things. But what your grade 2 teacher, I had a grade 2 teacher who just had it in for Ryan, little Seven-year-old boy, for whatever reason, my grade, teach, my grade two teacher just didn't like me. I was a bit of a dreaming sort of kid. I still am. Look out the window, I'm off in the fairies. So, so that's just how I am. Anybody else like that? Yeah. yeah, good. Good for you. Me too. Well, my teachers didn't like it. But they said, she said some things to me that to this day, to this day, 37 years. Yes, I don't look that old, do I? 37 years. I still remember those things, but I've got to put those things into my forgettery. Because those things that were said back then have no bearing on my future and the future that God has for me. Okay? High school dropout, no bearing of my future. You may have flunked at university. Maybe you didn't do as good as what your parents expected. Maybe your parents shelled out all this money for your university and you didn't do so great. has no bearing on your future has no bearing on your future. Maybe your siblings were more favoured than you as you were growing up. And your parents, your very own parents said things which went down into the depths of your heart and you've remembered. And every time you try to get ahead in life, you remember those things. Listen to me, you've got a forgettery for that because those things have no bearing on your future. That's what your forgettery is for. Maybe even what you did last night or last week the things that you feel guilty about. Listen, if you're repentant, you bring it before the Lord and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I, 
I, I, I turned from that, I'm going to turn to you instead. It's forgotten, forgiven. Put it into the forgettery. Forget about it. Forget about it. My broken relationships, maybe even divorces, forget about it. Forget about it. Your past has no bearing on your future, your old reputation. Oh, you didn't know me before I met Christ, Ryan. No bearing on your future, buddy. No bearing. Does not matter. It's dealt with. It's finished. It's done. Put it in the forgettery. Stop using your forgettery for the wrong things. The forgettery remembers one thing, that our past has no bearing on our future in Christ. Because thi and this is, this is why we need to remember and, and, and use this forgettery, is because the devil, well, he can only use one thing on you, your past. That's all he's got on you. He ain't got nothing else on you. And he'll bring your past up like a roadblock. You know, as I was just uh, preparing yesterday, I, I fell asleep. This is the truth. I sometimes do. I just fall asleep. I'm staring at the screen for eight hours and then my eyes just want to close. And I say, well, I'm going to close my eyes then. So I went down into my bedroom and I laid down on the bed. Fell asleep. It was a great sleep. I just enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm asleep as I've been preparing for this. And I, I just feel it was God just trying to show me something. And, and I just like was uh, I suddenly I was uh, driving a car. I was just dreaming. I was driving a car really fast. And then bang, this roadblock came up. And I, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to crash into the roadblock. And then I, w I literally went, huh, like that and woke up. I was just awake. I was like, what the heck was that about? It was like this roadblock, like as I woke up before I hit it. And I was like, my gosh, that's really weird. Anyway, I just went out of the bedroom, acted normal, like I just didn't have the craziest dream ever. Because I had to walk past Rachel. And, and uh, we had someone there, I think. I was like, I'm fine. Hey, how are you? I'm just going in my office. As I walked into my office... I felt the Lord just speak to me and said, that's what the devil does with our past. You'll be riding along, driving along, doing your thing, going fast. Sometimes God will, will, will do fast things in your world. And, and all of a sudden, your past will just come up in front of you. Bang! I felt the Lord tell me that that's what the devil does. That's what he likes to do. But the thing about this roadblock is just a hologram. It's not really there. It doesn't actually have any power on you if the gospel is true. The gospel meaning that God died for all of our sins, all of our mistakes. He took it all upon the cross. All that separates us from, from God the Father, He paid for it all so that we can live in relationship with Christ and live knowing that He is guiding us and not have any fear about it. Roadblocks. Roadblocks. What do they call them? Nucky bundas or nucky, those things. Whenever we see one, Rachel says, there's a nucky bunda. And I say, oh, there's a, yes. <laughs> the only thing the devil can use on you to stop the flow of the favor of God in your life is a vision of your past juxtaposed against the vision that God has put in your heart. He'll say, no, 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 hold on a second. How dare you think you can get ahead in life and do something in life when that's your past? Who do you think you are? Don't you remember what you've done? Get behind me. <laughs> Just joking. It was behind me. 
The enemy will say, based on your performance thus far, you have no right to peace. You have no right to fulfillment. You have no right to God's favour. You have no right to, f- to freedom. But God says, forget about it. Forget about it. Forget the former things. Because I'm doing a new thing. Do not dwell on the past. If that's for you right now, I want you to put up your hand and say, that's for me. Just receive that. Don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell on the past. Forget about it. Don't dwell on the past. The interesting thing about this scripture also is Jesus is, uh, God is actually speaking to, to, to uh, through this uh, prophet Isaiah, and he's actually speaking to the Israelites about things that God has done in the past. He says in, in verse 16, you can put the scripture up again from the beginning. This is what the Lord says, He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty water, waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and the reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget that. They're all good things that God did. Here's the thing, and this is for those of you who have been following Christ for a long time. If you've got one of them next to you, you can nudge them and say, this is for you. This is for you. Sometimes what we can tend to do is we can look back on traditions, old things that God did back then and say, well, that was what God did back then. It's what God should be doing right now. But you see, what God is doing right now is something different. We're still the same people. You're still the same you. But there's a new thing that God is doing. God is always moving. It's not about looking back at old things and old th- some of those old things are awesome. There's movements that have been around for hundreds of years that I have a lot of respect for, and I'm a, a fairly wide reader. I read about all of these guys, all of these old fathers of the faith. But let me tell you something. I read them, but keep in my mind what God is doing right now. What's God doing right now for this city? What's God doing right now for you? If our traditions outweigh what God is doing right now, then we are making traditions the thing and not what God is doing. And that's important for those of you who have been following Christ for a long time. Those amazing things God did in the past, amazing. But don't dwell on them. Hmm. All right, comprehend. We've got to comprehend what God is doing. Let me read this to you. It says, (coughs) See, I'm doing a new thing. I'm I'm making a away in the in the wilderness in verse 19 it says now it springs up do you not perceive it see that do you not perceive it forget the former things do not dwell on the past see i'm doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it now it springs up do you not perceive it our perception our comprehension of what god is doing and who he is and what he's about is really important it's really important. It actually can, it can actually be the key that will stop the flow or continue the flow of God's blessing in your life. Let me explain what I mean. If you think that your blessing, that the favor of God is based upon what you can do and the works of your hands and what you have done or what you haven't done for God, then you've miscomprehended, if that's a word, 
it is a word, right? Miscomprehended. I just checked with Johnny. He nodded, so it's fine. <laughs> miscomprehended. You've miscomprehended what God is all about. God is all about... See, this is Jesus is all about doing everything for us so that we could have a relationship with the Lord. That's it. We can often get into a place where we say, well, God... I need to do all of these things before you accept me. Or I need to do all of these things before you give me some sort of favor. Or maybe by chance, if I do enough, maybe, maybe in all of your busyness that you'll see me. It's not what the Bible teaches. It's not what Jesus came and taught. That's the reason why he actually got hung on a cross is because he started to say, I'm going to do it all. And all of the people that had set up this whole religion all of a sudden had nothing to do anymore because they were all the ones that would do all the work on behalf of the people and get paid for it. <laughs> but Jesus came and said, no, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one that pays for all of their sins. I'm going to be the one that takes on the sins of the world so that they can just come to me and have a relationship. And out of that relationship, I will guide them into what I have for them. That's the same thing he wants to do for you. So sometimes our miscomprehension can be, well, it's all based on what I can do or what I haven't done. That's not what the Bible talks about. It's not. It's not. It's not based on our own efforts or good works or bad works. It's not. Now that messes with things. Because there are whole religions that are based on when you strip it all back, strip it all back. What do you have to do to get God's favor within those religions? There'll be something that you have to do. Jesus came in and said, I'm doing it all. Because the truth is, when you look at a perfect God who is the creator of the universe, the creator of all, the one who, who by his word created light, and separated it from the darkness. I don't know how he did that. That's crazy. God is incredible. And we are just people. What can I do to approach God? What can I do? All of my effort? What, I can go and offer some sort of tributary sort of thing? I don't think so. I don't think that does much at all. Jesus was the only one who could pay the debt that we owe. He's the only one. And he's the only one that said he was going to do it. And he's the only one who went and did it. And then he rose again. And that messed everyone up when he rose again. Everyone was like, what are you doing alive again? Misconceptions. It's not based on our own works. It's also not based on our circumstances. Often we look at our circumstances and say, well, based on what's going on around me, I don't think I have the favor of God anymore. Based on what's happened lately, I think God's left me. Maybe I've done something. See, that's going back to works-based faith once again. Maybe I did something wrong somewhere. Maybe God's punishing me. No, no, Jesus took the punishment on the cross. That's what you've got to understand. It's not about circumstances. Whether things are good, whether things are bad, you can walk knowing that Jesus is with you. 
and he can actually be the post that doesn't move in the storm that you can hold on to and sometimes when things get really bad it literally is like that you're just holding on to jesus and that's it and there's like a sandstorm going around you there's stuff going on and you're just like jesus uh all i can hold on to you is you right now because you're the only thing that ain't moving it's like that what do you grab onto in the storm it always will slip out of your hand like whatever it is, it's like trying to, to grab onto a, a rope that's got some sort of, you know, lubricant on it. It's like it'll just slip on out of your hand. It'll just slip on out. No matter what you, no matter how tr- hard you try to hold on to it. It's not based on circumstances. It's not based on the past. It's not based on the past. It's not based on luck. Oh, he's just lucky. You know, just lucky. This church and these people that you see around happening and growing, it's not based on luck. It ain't. It's based on God and what He's doing. Businesses, all of those sorts of things, if you build them on luck, well, what if the luck goes? (laughs) Let me just cut a little close to the bone. God's favor is not based on omens. Listen, the finished work of Christ is done. He carried it all. I could walk on into church with a black cat on my head, holding a black crow and tripping over a rat. I don't know, whatever. Now, now some people would be like, whoa, oh my God, it's going to be a bad day. Not according to Jesus. He has authority over all things, and by His name, all things are moved. Yeah. <laughs> That's fear-based. The devil wants to trick you into thinking that the things that God created and the things that God directs have some sort of bearing over your future and over your destiny. It's a trick. Because Jesus came and said, no, by my name, by my name, all things are finished. All things are done. And yeah, I've had it. I have moments where weird things have happened. I'm like, whoa, okay, that's a bit weird. Okay, maybe something bad's going to happen. As soon as I think that, I just say, Jesus' name, I'm not living in fear. I'm not living in fear. My God is bigger than a crow and there were so many crows in this city so there's <laughs> no chance that I'm not going to see one <laughs> ah. it's not based on the alignment of the stars and the moon I'm sorry it's not since they did those charts you know all those stars and all those moons are all moved you know that right They're <laughs> it's all changed up there in the heavens all the charts they use now are actually incorrect I'm sorry to mess with your head it's not based on your last name it's not based on your cultural background it's not based on any of these things it's not when I was when I first moved here I had a misconception about taxi drivers see I I, I knew when coming to India you've got the nod right this thing now a fast one means yes slow one means no I knew that because we moved to Calabo and 
you know, I'd buy things on the Calaba Causeway and I'd see those guys. Well, can, I, can I buy this? You, you want this price? I go, no, right? Okay, no. Yeah, 500 rupees. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And if they were shaking their head too much, I knew I was paying too much for it. <laughs> but with the taxi drivers, well, guy, those, those guys are kind of tough, right? They're a little bit tough. They're the now, I didn't know. See, in Australia, it's probably for you as well, but in Australia, this means no, right? But the taxi drivers, well, I would say, can I go to Bandra? And they would go like this. Can I go to Bandra? But then he'd be sitting there like, I'd be like, is that a... I'd do it to him. <laughs> and then he'd do it back. <laughs> Get in. I can... <laughs> oh, that means yes. <laughs> ah, <laughs> get in. Uh, Bandra. Cello. <laughs> Jelly cello. <laughs> My interpretation of the driver's yes was wrong. The old sideways nod. My misconception could have caused me to miss my taxi's right. Your misconceptions of God could cause you to miss the favor of God that's there for you. That's the principle. What are your misconceptions about God? Have you ever looked into it? Have you ever just opened up the Bible, compared it, done a little bit of study? Or is it just based on what some random thoughts that have just sort of dropped to you out of the atmosphere of the internet, other people's thoughts, and you just kind of... Because you, you, might, you, might, you might find that you've got God's favor on your world if you want it, but you're missing it because of some sort of misconception like Silly Ryan, newbie to Mumbai, trying to catch a taxi on the Calabar Causeway. Causeway. That's why God said in that scripture that I showed you, Forget the former things. I'm doing a new thing. Do you perceive it? Do you comprehend it? Do you see what I'm doing? Have you looked? Have you actually looked? We look in the wilderness. We look in the desert. We look in the circumstance. And we see that as God's no. Then we could completely miss the stream that's running beside our feet. Completely miss it. Our misconception can cause us to miss the stream in the wilderness. Now the third thing I want to go through with you before I close in five minutes is how to determine a stream of God's blessing. Here's the thing about a, a, a stream that God is causing to run. A stream that God is causing to run is always moving and it's always going somewhere. Don't get stuck around dead pools. Don't get stuck around circles. That can be all that can look like all sorts of things. That can be all sorts of that can be insecurities. That can be places where you're doing every things just because everybody else is doing it. That can be all sorts of things. That can be relationships that you're stuck in just because you don't know how to get out of them. 
don't get stuck in dead pools. What God is always doing is moving forward. It's always a stream that's moving forward. And it always has a purpose. What God is doing has always got a purpose. What God is doing in you, He wants to also do through you. It's not just about you as well. He wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. The stream that God has for us has a purpose. The uh, third thing about a stream is a stream always leads to a river. Always leads to a river. What God has for you might might start out, it might be a little stream flowing through a wasteland, through a dry place. You can say, well, life's pretty bad right now and there ain't anything really going wrong for m- right for me. But, you know, in, in the depths of my heart, I've just got this, I don't know where it came from, but ever since I started following Jesus, there's this, there's this, this hope. That's the stream. That's the stream. Keep following that stream, because let me tell you something, that stream, if you follow it long enough, is going to turn into a river. And there'll be more of the same and more of the same. Ezekiel 47 verses 1 to 12 says this. Now, I love Ezekiel is one of my favorite Old Testament books. Um, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, the man bought me, this is, no, this is a guy having a vision. The man bought me back to the entrance of the temple and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east for the temple faced east. The water was um, coming out from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. Actually, Johnny, why don't you come on up, my man? Um, he bought water. Uh, he, then he brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east. And the water was trickling, trickling, trickling from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits. That's about... 500 meters, and he led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now, but now, but now it was a river that I could not, I couldn't cross it. I couldn't cross it. There was so much blessing around me that. I, I didn't even know the way through it. My cup overflows. Because the river, river, because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in a river that no one could cross. And he asked me, Son of man, do you, do you see this? It's the same. Are you seeing what God's doing? Can you see it? Or is it just the same old day in, day out life but can you see the stream because I tell you the stream is just going to get deeper it's going to be at your ankles next thing it'll be at your knees next thing it'll be at your waist next thing you'll be living out miracles that you never thought you could ever live out then he held me then he led me back to the bank of the river when I arrived there he, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river he said to me this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah where it enters the Dead Sea when it empties into the sea the salty water there becomes fresh swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows there will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh 
so that where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand alongside the along the shore from En Jedi to En Eglam. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea, but the swamps and the marshes where the water isn't flowing, they won't become fresh. They'll be left with salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary, the water from the sanctuary, the water from heaven, the water from the sanctuary flows to them and their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. The crazy, crazy, crazy thing about this scripture is it's talking about the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea is, there ain't no life in the Dead Sea because it's too salty. Right, Uncle Gould? You've been there so many times. It's actually really buoyant. You can, it's, it's hard to sink there. You just float because there's so much salt. There ain't no life in the Dead Sea. It's dead. But this is God speaking to Ezekiel about the Dead Sea. And he's saying, there is going to be so much blessing flowing into that Dead Sea that, that all of a sudden life is going to come about into that thing and, and, and trees are going to be beside it and fish like the Mediterranean Sea are going to be living in it. It's going to be a place of abundance. It's going to be a place of enough. It's going to be a place of blessing. Listen to me. I don't know what your Dead Sea is. I don't know what the Deadpool is in your life, but I tell you, there is a stream that wants to run towards it. His name is Jesus. It's the Spirit of God. He wants to come into your world and begin to fill up that dead place. He wants to come into that well, into your world and begin to fill up the things that have died in your heart. The old dreams, maybe, that you used to have. The old things that you used to think about. Maybe as a child you thought about certain things. You're like, I'm going to be that one day. But life just kept on pushing you down. I want to tell you something. When Jesus comes in, He begins to make all things new. All things new. All things are new. And the river will flow until the dead places become givers of life. The places you never thought uh, the, the life-giving glory of God would be, the living streams of God's anointing will begin to flow and bring life until such a point that life will begin to exist in places where nobody thought it ever would. Like I said, your past ain't got no bearing on your future. I, I, I know there's something on this. I can feel the Spirit of God all over this. There has been things that have been said to people in this room. that have said, These things have been directing your future until today. Your past has no bearing on your future. And that which everybody thought would never be anything, God is going to make something. Jesus himself was from a village, nowhere. Mary, who carried Jesus, she was a 17-year-old nobody. 17-year-old nobody, she carried Christ. What's inside of you? What are you carrying? What has God put on in the inside of you? There's a stream here that if you want it, that if you'll accept it, would go from ankle deep to knee deep. Steve. It'll engulf you. 
carry you into the rest that God has for you. I just want those of you who feel like you need some breaking free of the past, some breaking free of stuff that's been said to you, I want you to just stand to your feet. I want to pray for you right now. Why don't you just stand up? Those of you who feel that you need this particular prayer, you've had stuff said to you that has lodged into your heart, I'm going to break that off to you. Break that off you today. <laughs> Ryan, you're not very good at maths. You'll never be very good. You'll never amount to much. <laughs> What's been said to you? Just Why don't you just close your eyes? And I just want you to lift your hands towards the Lord and receive what God has for you. Because there is a breakthrough here this morning. just pray for every person here whatever's been said events what's been said moments parents teachers uncles aunties grandparents random people that have said things to these people that are standing here at church this morning lord in your name in jesus name the name above all names the name that was able to carry all of sin and finish it the name by which we are justified before you God Father I break off everything that has been said over every person in this place and command by your authority that the future that each of these persons will not be determined by what's been said in the past but by what you say over them in Jesus name and the path that you have directed for them in Jesus name 